freaking cue the Phantom of the Opera theme song, you know? Folks, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Switched Podcast um, Horror Hour, aka Hyruleween 2020. We're here with the first episode of the Hyruleween season. Um, we're doing we're doing episode two of the Serial Killer Specialist. I know you're all hyped. I'm here with my ever lovely girlfriend Riley. Welcome. Hi. Welcome back. It's thank it's, you for it's, it's good to have you back. Having me back. Um, this episode is always a sponsored by myself. Uh, please check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Hyrulean, for lots of great videos from like four years ago. <laughs> um, so anyway, today we're going to get into some more serial killers. Um, if you didn't listen to the first part of the serial killer chat, um, it'd probably be good to listen to that first. Um, because it's going to be a similar format, and we're not going to really explain the format in this one, but uh, we are going to get into it either way, and we're going to learn about a couple new serial killers today. Yes, indeed. Um, And just to recap, too, from last episode, um, my girlfriend here is absolutely obsessed with killers. Um, (laughs) She honestly just really loves people who murder people, and she wants to meet them, and... um, she said no. What? How would you describe yourself then? Um, I think that they are interesting. Okay. And by interesting, I don't mean I like that they kill. I am interested in why. And no, I don't like. You know how people think Ted Bundy is like hot? No, like he that's... he is kind of hot. I've seen pictures of him. If this was no, a video podcast, no, girls are like, oh my god, Ted Bundy, he kills. That's hot. No, that's. That's not how. That's wrong. Is it wrong though? Yeah. I, I mean, if you like bad boys, maybe not. I like bad boys. <laughs> why do you think I? Uh, why do you think I? Uh, I'm trying to think of a bad boy I like. Um. Well. Why do you there's think? There's probably plenty. I like um. Grand Spider-Man. Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. <laughs> I love Grand Theft Auto. He's my favorite video <laughs> game character. Right along with Zelda, the green guy. Mm-hmm. Um, can't forget Mama Luigi. Um, uh, yeah. Either right. way, um, <laughs> we're going to drop in with some epic serial killers. Let's hop right into it. He's got a lot of girth to his penis. He has a lot of Not to his penis. I don't know about the penis. Okay. Well, we were just talking no. about the first killer. Um, and he has a lot of width. Um, I think she meant to say depth, but we turned it into he has a fat penis. Um, the girth of his penis, while not necessarily related to his killings, would you say that penis girth has a direct correlation to how many people you've killed? Um, I don't, I, no correlation. I'd so say. how big is Ted Bundy's penis? Then? I don't know. I Does mean, it get like an inch extra width for each person that you kill? Is that well? How that if works? that were the case, Ted Bundy would have a very long. No, very wide. Very wide. We're yes. not talking about length here. We're talking about width. Very wide. Um, penis. But either way, uh, weird tangents about the the length of serial killers' penises aside, who is our first killer today? Our first killer is Edmund Kemper. <laughs> I'm so excited. Edmund Kemper. Yeah, it's quite the name, I know. It's, um, yeah. Yes. Edmund. Edmund. Like, uh, it sounds British, but it's not. It's not. Where's it's, he from? He's from California. He was born and raised in California. Edmund not in West Philadelphia, born and raised? No. Did he... No. No. Not on the playground? I can tell you exactly when he was born. Oh, when was he born? He was born in Burbank, California on December 18th, 1948. Wow, so he's old. Yes. <laughs> Is he still alive? Um, yes, actually. What the but fuck? that's kind of, that's the end. You're getting oh, okay. ahead of yourself. You I gotta won't... you gotta ease into his story. You know, okay. you can't just like that that's too far ahead. That's too far that's ahead. Too okay. far ahead. Alright. Ease me into it. Ease I'm ready to be wowed. Okay. Ed Kemper. You ever heard of him? I've heard that last name, Kemper. Kemper? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean 
okay. Is it a common last name? It doesn't sound like a common last name. Um, I've personally <laughs> never heard it anywhere else, but you um, never know. <clears throat> One second really quickly here. This is unscripted. Um, hey, Google. List of famous people with the last name Kemper. Sorry, I don't have any information about that. Well, I wasn't talking to that one. I was talking to my <laughs> phone. Um, celebrities with the last name Kemper. Who is it? Let's see who we got. Uh, Ellie Kemper, a.k.a. the girl oh, from The Office. Duh, no wonder it sounded um, so familiar to you. And Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, yeah. Hunter Kemper. Uh, I have no clue. Geraldine Kemper, who is a Dutch TV personality. Um, there's R. Crosby Kemper Jr., who's an American businessman. Um, that's about it. That's all I can see. But there's some Kempers out there, I guess. Yeah, some. As it turns Not out. Many. As it turns out. Anyway, so tell me about this particular Kemper, Edmund Kemper. Okay. Let's start with his childhood, because he had a... A heck of a time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Faden from Black, um, really, really epic, like, title screen, and it says, early childhood, and it's like... Yeah, pretty much. And, like, spooky music is playing. That's what I'd do if this was a video podcast. I just wanted to put that in. But, um... So, when you imagine serial killer, you probably imagine somebody who had a hard past, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Big Ed here. That's Big Ed all the way. Big Ed is what you call his, him? No, his nickname was Big Ed. Th- that's Fun funny. fact. No, uh, no. He was born, he was 13 pounds when he was born. Okay, that's pretty big. So, uh, he, yeah, he came out that's a like big a gallon ass baby. of milk. <laughs> came out like a gallon of milk. <laughs> but uh. basically came out a 13 pound baby from the start. Him and his mom had a really rocky relationship. Like, she hated him. She just punched the shit out of that baby every night. (laughs) They did not get along. She blamed him for everything. Like, his dad and his mom got a divorce. She blamed him for that. And so after the divorce, he lived with his mom. And she was scared he was going to molest and harm his sisters, because he has two sisters. Did you say the M word? Molest. Did yes. you know that that word's banned on Spotify? Is you it? actually can't say molest on Spotify. Okay, rape. You can't say then, rape either. But Kurt Cobain said rape me. So. <laughs> Quoth the Kurt Cobain. <laughs> Are you serious me. right now? No, I'm just. Joking. Oh, okay. I just you know to make I'm gullible. <laughs> but his mom was scared that he was going to molest slash rape slash harm his sisters at night. So she locked him in the basement. With, like, not even a mattress. He just had to stay in the dark, cold basement all night. So he did have a hard upbringing then. Oh, yeah. And his mom was, like, into alcohol, too. His mom was a psycho. But she didn't treat his sisters like this. It was just him. Like, just him. Well, that's not fair. It seems like Big Ed's the underdog so far. Uh, Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Without hearing anything about how he killed and who he killed and how many he killed... He seems like the underdog in this story. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but even like from a really young age, like we're talking like 10, 8 years old, he would torture and kill animals. Oh. Yeah, right off the bat. Like they had family cats and he would, he would torture them and he would kill them. Just for funsies, you know. So you're telling me like he'd show them lasagna and he'd be like, guess what, you don't get the lasagna, Garfield, and he'd take it away and Garfield would go... Mondays. No. <laughs> he would like cut their heads off and oh, stuff. Oh, well, okay. That's very <laughs> you, different than not feeding them lasagna, that's for sure. This, um, and also another strange fact about him when he was little is he would take his sister's dolls and he would do strange acts with them. Like he would make them perform sexual rituals. He would cut their heads off. Uh, he would do a bunch of weird stuff. And Sounds like he was into BDSM. So, his mom sent him to live with his dad, but that didn't work out. So then he ended up back at his mom's, and his mom was like, no, this this isn't going to work out. 
So she sent him to his grandparents on his dad's side. Mm -hmm. And his grandparents were overbearing, too bossy, too strict. So one day he's sitting in the kitchen with his grandma. He's 15 years old, you know. He shoots and kills his grandma at 15. And wow. he said he shot her to see what it would feel like. So not your average 15-year-old, by any yeah, means. Yeah, sounds like he needed a little Grand Theft Auto in his life to get out that, like, absolute terror and, like, oh, freaking... of course. It sounds like he needed to get out some real bottled-up, like, rage and fucked-up shit. Um, and what better way than to set him loose in Grand Theft Auto? This is not Grand Theft Auto. This is the 40s. This, well... The 50s, the 50s I guess, yeah. yeah. Um, and then his... Grandpa was at the grocery store, and his grandpa got home, and he went out into the driveway, and he shot his grandpa. Jeez, and please. he said he didn't shoot his grandpa to see what that felt like. He shot his grandpa because he didn't want him to see that his wife was dead. So, I mean, some would say, like, is that sympathy? In a like, messed up way, yeah, it kind of is. It kind of is, but it's like, what? how can we constitute that as sympathy when it's you're still you're killing him you know that's pretty messed up that's like, very messed that's literally up. just a 15 year old what did he do was he like put away was he uh so he was sent to the atascadero state hospital in california mm -hmm. um and he was there for quite a few years until he was 21 and while he was there he was so like i guess you could say charming uh he was really good at fooling people he became his psychologist's assistant so yeah what? crazy right that's really this guy crazy. like and they performed a ton of tests on him and they found out that he was paranoid schizophrenic so i mean that can contribute to <laughs> killing his grandparents but they also discovered he had an iq of 145 oh wow which is um highly gifted that's yeah. the highly gifted iq that's a very high iq so that's like five less than i have that he's <laughs> So this guy, he's got an out-of-this-world IQ, um, occasionally kills, what what better, you know? What better? I'm joking. <laughs> so he gets out in 1969 at 21. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and his psychologist advised against him moving back in with his mom, but he did. And sounds like he should have listened to him. Their relationship was the same. Like it was just them arguing, them not getting along, him, her criticizing him, and then him getting upset. So it's just a very toxic cycle. He needed a better environment. Sounds like it. Um. <laughs> so. So does he kill his mom then? Well, you're getting ahead of yourself. Okay. So let's just <laughs> let's just focus on the task at hand. Which is him getting a job. Oh. So he really wanted to be a state trooper, like super, super bad. Like but really bad. But he's a bad. felon, right? Can well, felons become police officers? I really don't know if you'd call him a felon because it was it was a state hospital oh. and he was 15. So, so it's kind of like adult. absolved at the time. Like oh, really? nobody, yeah. He just killed two people, but you know, he was 15. <laughs> he was just a kid. He's well, the, I didn't mention this earlier, but after he killed his grandparents, actually, he called his mom and he said... I just killed my grandparents. What do I do? And she said, turn yourself in. And he did. He, he listened to his mom. <laughs> he listened to his mom. I, I guess mean, you're right. Him for that, you know. Um, but he, he really wants to be a state trooper. But they turned him away because they said he was too big. Because he was six foot nine and he was 300 pounds. So he was really, really tall. Like just like the big green giant. Huge. Damn. And they turned him down. So instead of state trooper, he got a job at the Department of Transportation. <laughs> wow, that's basically <laughs> the same thing, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, for yeah. him, it probably felt like the same thing. But he wasn't working there long when he was hit by a car when he was riding his motorcycle. And he hurt his arm really bad. So he had to take a leave. And he got this settlement pay. It was only $15,000. So back then it was like, oh, oh yeah. But today it's like, okay, you can like buy a car. Mm -hmm. So he bought a new car, <laughs> a pretty nice one, like a new one at the time. Mm -hmm. And he bought a bunch of murder materials. Oh, okay. He bought like knives and guns and robes and all that kind of stuff with the settlement money. 
That sounds pretty... Uh, premeditated? Pretty premeditated, yeah. yeah. So, after that, in his brand new whip... You're talking about, like, a car, <laughs> His right? ride, his brand new ride, <laughs> he started picking up female hitchhikers. Because he, he lives with his mom still, and they lived close to a college campus. Uh-huh. There was a lot of female hitchhikers back then. It didn't go well for them. So, so basically, they just they went home. They went on a date with them, and oh, they were expecting sex, but he didn't get sex. They didn't get sex out of it. They they just went home unsatisfied, right? They don't know. Okay, so the first like few hundred, he said he picked up hundreds of hitchhikers, like after he got that new car. And the first couple hundred. He felt sexual desires, but he didn't act on them, so he just took them to where they wanted to go and called it a day. But um, after a while, his desires got the best of him, and he would pick up these female hitchhikers, most of them college age, because he is known as the co-ed killer. So most of them are these college age girls, they're in sororities, they're young, they're attractive, and he picks them up. And he asks him, like, where are you going? Like, where can I take you? And then he takes him to the woods. And he'll either stab them or shoot them or strangle them. And you think that'd be the end of it, right? Like, he just dumps the body. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, God. Um. So, gruesome trigger warning, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um. He takes the bodies back to his apartment that he still shares with his mom. Um, puts them in his room and he would dismember them, um, mutilate them, and in the end have sexual intercourse with them. So necrophilia. Um, I'm not going to make any funny jokes about that. That's pretty messed thank up. Thank you. That's pretty good of <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> um. Um, so that went on. He doesn't have as many victims as some. Like Obviously, one victim is already too many victims. But he had... Oh, he had six co-ed victims. Six co-ed victims? Yeah, so he had six of the female hitchhikers that he did that to. And sometimes he'd pick them up in pairs. Like, one of the times that he did it, it was two girls, two friends. Mm -hmm. And while he was stabbing one of the girls, the other one had to sit there and watch. And... Yeah, then he'd take them back and do... The thing. Previously mentioned acts. And one of the girls' heads was actually found in the woods, not far from his apartment. Sometimes he would throw their body parts in the ocean, just kind of depending on what he was feeling, I guess. Sounds like he was pretty sloppy. For having a pretty high IQ, I would have to agree with that. He was kind of sloppy. I agree. But, um, so... At the end of his murder campaign, I say campaign like it's... What's a... Is that an actual phrase? Like a murder campaign? Murder campaign, campaign, yeah. I've never heard of that before. Really? No. Yeah, it's pretty popular, but they... You can call it a murder campaign. Um, He killed... He did kill his mom. Yes, he did kill his mom. He... They got into kind of a little bit of an argument the night before, and I was actually... There's a video of him talking about killing his mom, and a week before he killed her, he knew he was going to kill her. He had already decided, hey, I'm going to kill my mom. He just didn't know when it was going to happen. So he, his mom gets home from the bar, the par- a party one night. Mm-hmm. She's kind of buzzed. You know, she's being rude to him. So he kills her. Pretty brutally, too. Like, he doesn't perform sexual acts on her dead corpse, but he does mutilate her and sort of dismember her. And then for some odd reason, he calls his mom's friend and invites her over and then kills his mom's friend. Oh, really? I don't know. I'm confused on that point as to why he would do that. Maybe there was something related that's like not being told here or something. I don't know. But yeah, he just, after he killed his mom, he called up his mom's friend and invited her over and then killed her. <laughs> so, so were, my one question is, was his sisters still in the picture at this point or were they long moved they out? They were away? gone, yeah. They were gone. Probably okay. for the best or else I feel like they They'd probably be dead, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but afterwards, after he killed his mom and her friend, he took off. 
he fled and he went to Colorado and he stopped and he went to a bar and he picked up a phone and he called the police back home and he admitted to everything. And he was really good friends with the police because he wanted to be a state trooper so he was mm-hmm. trying to get in with them so he was he was friends with him and at one point one of the cops even gave him a pair of handcuffs like as a friendly gesture oh really and um so he was friends with him and they didn't believe him at all it's really good. like they nice were like huh one, big nice ed. joke big ed. exactly they called him big ed that was their nickname for him like they're like haha like funny big ed like this is a joke right and he's like no this this is not a joke and he goes back and he leads them to the evidence and that i mean he fully cooperates he full, yeah he turned himself in he led them to the evidence he admitted to everything so everything did he end up like he obviously ended up going to prison yeah he's He's serving life right now. Oh, he's, he's still alive. He's still alive yeah. and serving life. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Holy I know. crap. Um, ten victims total, which... Is that a lot? Two were his grandparents. One was his mom, one was his friend, and the six other were the co-ed girls. Um, I, don't, I don't know, because there are serial killers that have hundreds of victims, but just the manner in which he did it is a lot in my opinion they're a lot more brutal so they kind of count for more i mean they're very brutal like he's very personal about this it sounds like it yeah very like sounds like a slightly less messed up version of like jeffrey dahmer jeffrey dahmer was very messed up yeah. We haven't talked about him, have we? We haven't. No. That'll be... Uh, that's for another time, because that's a really, really long one. And there's a lot of stuff. I'm pretty sure there's been people who've talked about Jeffrey Dahmer on Spotify who have actually got their Spotify podcast episodes removed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know um, that. I am not sure if that's still the case or not. Maybe they got reinstated, but I remember hearing about that. Um... That's pretty crazy. So, he, what did he do at the transportation place? Do you know? Was he just like a it, bus driver? He was. Or? He just worked for the Department of Transportation. Uh, I'm not sure his exact. Probably title, like some office worker. Or but something. he really wanted to be a state trooper, and that's the closest he could get. So he settled, of course. Um. So currently, he's serving life at the California Medical Facility in Vacaville. Vacaville? I know, I thought that was neat. Calville? <laughs> but he's thriving in prison. He's doing really well. What do well. you mean thriving? Uh, he's a model prisoner. He's on his best behavior, he volunteers, he does jobs around the prison. Um, he, he's a different case because even though he's a serial killer, at the time when he first was in prison, there was another serial killer in prison with him. Mm-hmm. And he said in an interview that um, he despised him because he just, he went around and he killed whoever and whenever he wanted. And it's like, Ed. So in his um, <laughs> He's just a, I, he must have some kind of justification for his killings if he's saying that about another serial in killer. In his head, he must have been very methodical and like had his specific you know, mm-hmm. reasons and everything. Yeah. Wow, um, so he's like, it's like that classic Team Fortress 2 meme of the sniper, and he's, and he's like, professionals have standards. Let me pull, um, let me pull it up. The audience one. will know what I'm talking about, um, but I'll, I'll pull it up so you can see. Okay. Um, oh, here it is. You guys will get to hear this, like, over the crappy phone speakers. One second. <laughs> He says professionals have standards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I've never seen that before. Big, big meme. Big meme. Epic meme. Epic meme. Um. So was that your? Was that about all you had for that uh, particular? I have. One? I have another fun fact about him. But first, I wanted to ask you: Have you ever seen pictures of him, like Ed Kemper? Have you ever heard his voice? Anything? No. I'll look um, up a picture of him. So the thing about him is he looks just like a big old teddy bear. Besides his dead eyes. Like, if you look at his eyes, they just, they look dead. But 
That uh, picture right there. On the left. Uh, it's from a show, Mind Hunter, and they casted him so well. Oh, in that but that's show. not actually. That's him. not actually him. The other one is though. The the black and white one. So if you want to know more about Ed Kemper, uh, check out Mindhunter. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Um, apparently they did a good job casting him. Wow. They casted him so He well. does look like him. Wow. I know. Like the demeanor and everything of the person that they casted as Ed Kemper is spot on. It really good job on that one. Like, That's really fascinating. Yeah, it really is. And I have one, I have a bonus fact. Oh, okay. I think you're going to love this one. Oh, of course. Um, so, you know, we talked about how he's a model prisoner <laughs> and he would volunteer in prison. Yeah. So basically, in his free time, he recorded audiobooks for something called The Blind Project. What? He recorded tons of audiobooks. Because people serious? loved his voice. They're like, it's calm, it's soothing. And also just because he said he wanted, he felt good about giving something back to the people. So he recorded tons of audiobooks. I don't know if he's still recording them or if that's done and in the past, but yeah, he recorded like anywhere from Flowers in the Attic to like the Glass Castle, I think it is. Like he did a lot and it was for something called The Blind Project. Here's a clip of that. Is there commentary on this? Truly, when I was very young, way back in the 50s, I believed all of life would be like one long and perfect summer day. After all, it did start out that way. There's not much what do you think about that one? That is really creepy and unnerving. You don't like that? It's it's fascinating. For Isn't sure. it fascinating? I find it very fascinating. His logic for doing it is because he he felt good giving back to people because it's for blind like for the blind people so i mean he's like i feel good giving back to him like i'm doing something good that's and it's very fascinating his moral compass his moral it, compass is very strong but it's very at the same different time, there's also an interesting clip of him the one that i mentioned earlier about him talking about killing his mom uh -huh. where he starts crying because he feels that yeah so it makes you wonder like most of the people that we've talked about have been just kind of like ruthless and like not had any sort of remorse at all it tell it seems like he has some sort of remorse i think on some level he does but at the same time i think because you know how they say sometimes people with really high iqs aren't the best at functioning in certain ways like mm -hmm. they're not good at social skills they're not good at like showing their emotions or anything like that i think his high iq has stuff like something to do with that oh yeah like showing his emotions and things like that because he also he about the victims that he killed there's mm -hmm. there's a ton of clips of him like there's so much out there about him that you can watch and read but he before he would kill them he would look at them and he'd think oh hey that girl's attractive. I want to go out on a date. And then he would think to himself, but what would her head look like on a stick? He said that in an interview. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, the reason I chose him is because he's not someone I expect. No. He just sounds like a teddy bear. Um, His voice he, was fucking creepy, though. I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. It's got something to it that's like I could totally relax to that but it might just be because of i'm the weird. context <laughs> um yeah that was definitely an interesting one for sure i'd be interested in checking out more about him if you want to check out something creepy guys for this spooktober season definitely give some of his audiobooks a listen who knows maybe you'll think that they're not creepy like she does <laughs> But that little clip that I just played, there was like some like slightly spooky music playing in the background, and it was really something. Well, if I'm if I'm not wrong, that was Flowers in the Attic, wasn't mm -hmm. it? That's a kind of a creepy book. Is it? Yeah, it's um this family. I think the dad dies, and then they go to live with their grandparents, and the mom, the mom and the kids go to live with their grandparents, and then the grandma locks them in the attic. Oh, hey, and how uh, poetic. feeds them, like, 
rat poisoning, mouse poisoning in their food, and then their little brother, like, this is probably spoilers, but it's a good book series, and I won't say anymore because there's some really, like, weird, creepy stuff in there, and I feel like it's the perfect book for Ed to narrate, honestly. Yeah. So definitely check that out if you're looking for something to listen to. That sounds like... It's it's kind of poetic that he's the one reading it almost right? in a weird way, but that's Ed Kemper. Very interesting, very fascinating. Did you have anything else you wanted to add at all? Uh, I don't think so. Any questions? Any comments? He honestly looked a lot like I'm trying to think. He reminded me of someone. His he had a very like him, normal look. To he him. he does look very normal. Besides, his eyes just look like so emotionless and like they look kind of droopy, dead. but they are kind of droopy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, it's interesting how he's just kind of like a normal guy, but he's really messed up in his head. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, some of the stuff he says is like fine on in terms of being a, having a moral compass, and then other stuff's just like oh. Don't say that, Ed. <laughs> um, but honestly, if I'm being honest with it, he's probably like my first favorite Big Ed. Um, oh, okay. Big the Big Ed, Big Ed moved down a slot after he uh, he he asked Rose to drink mouthwash. That's when <laughs> and he, shave her legs. And shave her legs. That's when he went down on my on my Ed scale. He's now <laughs> number two, Big Ed. But I mean, that Big Ed didn't mutilate and dismember and partake in necrophilia he did put mayonnaise in his hair though that which is, is arguably more messed up than <laughs> killing women oh my gosh and in this quick middle section here i just want to remind everyone um i do not mean to insult the families of the victims by making jokes about the serial killer who killed their loved ones um i'm simply trying to keep the mood somewhat lighthearted, even though it's definitely uh questionable what these people did and not good at all <laughs> i just wanted to throw that out there and uh, say that really quickly to kind of cover my behind i'm not trying to make light and say what they did was okay or make fun of the victims or anything like that uh just just to throw that out there real quick <laughs> <laughs> okay and after that short tangent um let's get back on track here so we have another serial killer to talk about today who is our second serial killer of the day okay so, well, the first one, Ed, as we talked about. Big Ed. I feel like um, a lot of people have heard of him and know about him. So for the second one, I wanted to dig a little deeper and go with somebody that not even I had heard much of. Really? Yeah. So I went with a woman. A woman? A woman serial killer. Women kill people? Women. <laughs> what? They can't uh, even drive. How do they kill people? Oh, oh, you want to go there? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, so I chose Juana Barraza. Whoa, what a weird name. Oh. Uh, she's from Mexico. Oh, sorry, Juana. <laughs> I mean, well, not sorry. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Let's just proceed, then. Let's just get right into it, like Philip DeFranco would say. So, Juana, have you ever heard of her? No? What female serial killers have you heard of? Um, I could have gone with a very obvious one for this Black one. Widow. No. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> Black Widow's the good good is a good guy. Um, um, hold on, hold on. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Okay. Um, I feel like you know because I've said it so much. Hmm. Um. Hmm. Um. Uh, Bellatrix Lestrange from Harry Potter. <sighs> Is that a serial killer? Oh, okay. I'll just tell you. The most obvious one I could have gone with was Eileen Warnos. Who the fuck is Eileen Warnos? Oh my goodness. Seriously? Are you allowed to do expletives on here? Expletives? Yeah, of course you are. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know if that was allowed or not. Well, you, we literally Warnos. just talked about necrophilia. I think we can talk about expletives. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, true, I'd be scared if you could talk about necrophilia but not say fuck. Oh. <laughs> Look, I can say them all. You ready? Fuck. Shit. Wait. Damn. There we go. I said them. Is damn one of them? What do you mean? Expletive? Yeah, it is. Oh. Why do you think you say darn? Darn. Darn. Because <laughs> it's a, it's a pseudo swear for damn. Instead of saying Jesus Christ, amen, uh, you can say 
cheese and rice. You can also say Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> That's a good you one. You can also like say Jesus Christe. Is that how you say it? No, I, I don't know. Okay. I was just saying random stuff. Anyway, so Bellatrix Lestrange. No, I said I could have <laughs> gone with Eileen Warnos. Everybody knows. That's the most infamous woman serial killer there is. I mean, if you don't know who Eileen Warnos is... Okay, I'm not going to be mean. You might <laughs> not know say? who Eileen Warnos is. What were you going to say? Say nothing, it. Nothing, nothing. I'm a very kind person. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Juana. You've never heard of her. Honestly, I had only ever heard of Juana her Del Rey. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um, so, we just got... Sorry, guys. She literally has two pages of notes prepared for this podcast episode. She's dedicated. That's more effort than I've put into this podcast in all of, like, the 20 episodes. Well, that's because if I forget something, it's on here. But I don't think I've forgotten anything so far. Oh, wow. So, Juana, she was born just north of Mexico City in Mexico, Mexico Spanish. However you want to say it. Uh, uh, enchilada, salsa, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, on December 27th, 1957. So, when you so, think about it, 1957 doesn't sound that long ago. It's honestly not that long ago. How old were you? <laughs> None. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even in the ovaries yet. Juana <laughs> uh, had, just like Ed, a very rough childhood. Her mom was super, super alcoholic. Alcohol all day, all night. Alcoholic? Alcoholic. Alcoholic um, is like you. You like to drink water a lot. I do You're love a good glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> but her mom was such an alcoholic that she... This is horrible. She exchanged Juana for three beers. <laughs> she exchanged... This is... Not funny. I'm so sorry. That's she just kind of funny. She exchanged Juana for three beers f- to this man who then repeatedly raped oh God. Juana. Yes. I uh, did not know that going into this. I apologize for making a joke. Rape is not a joke. So her mother li- literally just, okay, here you go, dude. Now give me the three free beers. That's so messed up. That's a big yikes. That's like how severe can alcoholism get? I didn't know that it could be that bad. No kidding. Like giving up your own child for three free beers. Like after those three free beers are gone, you're not going to have any more beer. And you're not going to have any more child. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> um. So after that, this guy basically kind of like took care of her. I don't really want to say it like that, but I don't know how else because she's just... She's young, um, and he impregnates her, and they have a kid together, a son, but he, they have multiple kids together throughout the timeline, mm-hmm. but this son they had, um, he was kind of into some stuff when he got older, and he was involved in a mugging, and he got beaten really bad, so he passed away, but this man, like, after... They weren't like together. It was just like he kind of felt like he owned her because of the beer exchange. <laughs> so she already had an abusive relationship with her mom. Yeah, you can tell. Then she's in a not so good relationship with this guy mm-hmm. because to this guy, she's just worth three beers, you know? But, um. Ching. <laughs> So she had her son, then she had three more kids, and then like in her spare time, kind of as a job, she was a professional wrestler. What? In Mexico. Yeah. A luchador? Actually, she was really into the wrestling with a mask. Um, oh. I don't remember what it's called, but you know, like, um, is it Nacho Libre? The movie with Jack Black? Where he wears the mask. Yeah. Like that kind of wrestling. That's, luchador. That's what she did, yeah. That's what she did. She was professional. And I have to read this off the paper, but her she called herself La Dama del Silencio, which what? means the Lady of Silence. Whoa. So she's a kind of name. a scary woman. She has a more masculine build. Mm-hmm. She's muscly. She's got short hair. Um, she's just, she's not like 
very feminine, which there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. <laughs> she just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> so, um, obviously the professional wrestling doesn't make you the most money when you're just doing like small little shows, you know? Yeah. So she takes to murder. And her method, like, her motive mainly for murder was money. So she would pose herself as a government official. And she would go to these elderly women's houses. All of her victims were over 60. Wow. They were frail and they were old. They didn't know better. They were being taken advantage of by this woman. Yeah. And she'd knock on their door and she'd say, I'm here for a welfare check. Like, I'm here for to see how you're doing. And then she'd get in the house and she would either strangle them to death or bludgeon them to death. Wow. So she, like, that's for a female killer, that's pretty hands on. Because a lot of the times you get, like, a female serial killer mm -hmm. that'll poison, use some kind of, like, pill or something like that like i remember females, hearing that females take a hands-off approach when yeah, killing a lot more than men, a men lot do more. which is kind of sexist <laughs> but i mean at the same time you were saying how she was like a masculine mm -hmm. sort of she's, female she's got a masculine build so i guess that would make sense then especially if she's a luchador but i thought it's surprising because even eileen warnos was was gun so that's still hands-on but it's not like actually getting in there you know yeah. um but yeah she was totally like just beat them to death or strangle them like these frail old older ladies so she could rob their houses after she killed them wow mm -hmm. that was that was her main motive it almost sounds like she could have avoided killing them and just robbed them that's very true <laughs> how hard is it to rob an old person you just wait till they go to bed well and then rob them you never know what kind of security... What kind of security what? Well, like, so you said, like, what's the point of murdering? Can't you just rob them? Mm -hmm. Well, you never know what kind of... This was, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit more recent. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, well, because nowadays, do we really hear about serial killers? No. No. Not at all. And I'm not going to lie. It's obviously horrible. Serial killers, bad, no good, like, don't kill. Yeah. But, like, how come there's none operating today? Like, there's something up with that. I feel like there are some operating. We're just not hearing about it. They're not publicizing it as much. Well, I wish they would. Not for that. <laughs> so I can, you know, so I can learn more and investigate more. And... So, okay, then this brings up an interesting topic that we kind of touched on in the last episode. Um, this is a bit of a tangent real quick, but there was that period of time, I don't know exactly what year to what year, where they were really publicized. Like, they were like blockbuster oh, serial killers. like, we're talking like the 70s and the 80s, like, boom, big. If you were a serial killer, you automatically had a movie, you automatically had a book deal, this and that. Yeah. Like, that was a period where, like, there was Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, Jeffrey Dahmer so many in that time frame do you think that us not hearing about them as much anymore is a side effect of them trying to discourage serial killers because i feel like them getting that getting famous kind of encourages people to become serial killers in a way even if they're not like you know mm -hmm. yeah that's so. actually a really good point do you think that it's better than or do um see i think that Either way, like with the recent finding of the the Golden State Killer, like you have you, have you heard about that one? Oh, <laughs> I, <haven't laughs> I don't know that. like the detail details because when it happened, I was like, oh, wait, they caught a serial killer in like 2019. Really? Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he operated for a long time in like that time period mm -hmm. where like. Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bunny, all of them operated, like the 70s, 80s, 90s. Then he just stopped, and DNA evidence eventually oh, led them to him. It finally so caught up to him, huh? It took a long time, but yeah, it That's amazing that they still got to use DNA evidence even this far, like, into the future. I compared. know. 
it really goes to show like what how far DNA evidence is advancing. Oh, that's a whole other topic we could talk about. I feel like that would bore you half to death, though, because <laughs> it's very scientific and it, it's really it's interesting. It's fascinating, though. It's fascinating. I have so many books. Are you? So is that it for this? Oh video, no, that's not more? it. Sorry. Oh no, it's um, okay. <laughs> to get us back on track after the tangent I caused. How she bludgeoned and strangled them. Oh yeah, so. The investigating officers had a really hard time figuring out, like, solving this case. It took them quite a while because she kind of threw them off and she made it look like there was two killers. Not exactly sure how. There was no, there were no details on how she did that. Pretty smart, though. Yeah, Um, And another thing is, is they thought there was a connection between these old women being killed. Like, a deeper connection because three of the victims all had the same painting in their house. What? They all had, three of them had the same painting by Jean-Baptiste Gruz. I've um, heard of Jean-Baptiste. <laughs> but um, it was, I forget the title of the painting is, but so they were like, oh, are these women being killed because they have this painting? So they were looking for a different link. They weren't. They were looking for like a painting murderer. <laughs> a painting murderer. They weren't looking for anything else. Like they saw those three paintings and they're like, okay. That's this funny has that a that's, they're that specific detail, but it had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. I know. I thought that was crazy. That's they, really interesting. It is, isn't it? They yeah. had a hard time profiling her pretty much. Did they at first think it was a man? They did think it was a man actually because uh, there were like sketchups drawn of mm-hmm. her like fleeing scenes and stuff of what um, people could see uh-huh. and um, originally they didn't think it was a woman they thought it was a outdated term but they thought it was trans a transvestite. So they were investigating homeless transvestites around the city thinking it's gotta be a man that just like transitioned into a woman yeah interesting they, like the composites the composite sketches and everything looked very very manly and so but they had some slight feminine features but they were very convinced that it was a transvestite so they took to the streets they were heavy on the interrogation they were not nice and eventually Juana made a mistake mm-hmm. she got caught up and a murder got out of hand and she um yeah there's a spider on the wall i know we're getting to the good part here but just one second folks (laughs) we'll be right back so wana made a mistake what was that mistake well basically she just she was at the scene too long and there was suspicious activity noted um the police were notified and she was fleeing the scene when they showed up and they arrested her january 25th 2006. so it's pretty recent honestly yeah when you think about it so if it wouldn't have been for staying at the scene too long um i fully believe she would still be out there murdering because they had her all wrong they did they, they have her all wrong? They had her all wrong. They <laughs> they thought it was two people. They thought it was a transvestite. They had no clue. Little one. Did they ever pin down that it was a woman? Like, at least nope. fully a woman? Um, They didn't know it was a woman until they arrested her. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's... So they were dead set on the fact that it was a male. Like, through and through a male. Like, no way it could be a female. You know, in so... a way, that's kind of like women's power like that's very empowering to women yeah (laughs) they straight up thought there was no way it was a woman but it Mm -hmm. was it was a woman but i mean she did have a masculine build she was a professional wrestler so she kind of had to have some of those traits but so she's current she's still alive um she's in prison in mexico at santa martha acatitla whoa yeah very very fancy. So all this took place in Mexico, right? None of this mm-hmm. was in the U.S.? No. So I thought it'd be interesting to throw in, like, um, a non-U.S. one, because there's so many. There's oh, yeah. this guy in Russia that I think would be really interesting to talk about. Uh, there's, there's everywhere. But we mostly hear about the ones in the United States because they're the biggest. Uh-huh. 
But um, We're definitely more publicized too, like we talked about. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. She's serving 759 year sentence. Oh. So, so she's I mean, not getting out anytime soon. She's not getting out anytime soon, but be no. ready in 759 <laughs> be years. Ready. Just be ready for when she does eventually get out. Lock your doors. Lock your doors. Either in Mexico. If you are over 60 years old and a woman, she will take advantage of you. In a different way than Big Ed, though. We're talking <laughs> yes. about money. She wants your money and that's it. Give me your fucking money. <laughs> And uh, she's suspected of having upwards of 48 victims. So she wow. had quite a few in her time. Um, Did she make a lot of money? She made enough to support herself and her children. Good. So, well, I mean, good. Not, not good, but I'm glad she could support herself oh my and her gosh. children. <laughs> Even though it's kind of, you know, it's horrible how she did it. But I mean, yeah, it's just like Walter White. Um... <laughs> they both were criminals who were supporting the family. But Walter cooked meth because he had lung cancer and he wanted to have to have money to leave behind for his family. He was never a criminal until he started cooking. That's true. Jesse! <laughs> Jesse, let's cook. Jesse. But I like the twist Mr. White took. No spoilers. No spoilers. If you haven't seen Breaking Bad, please watch it. And then watch Better Call Saul. And then... Come talk to me. I um I like to talk about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to talk about that. You heard it there first, folks. Did you have anything else to add about Lana Del Rey? Nope, it was Juana Barraza. So <laughs> <laughs> um, that's about it on Juana. Um, so I thought it was interesting, too, that both of these are, people are still living. Yeah. And um, I know it, it sounds silly, but I think it would be really, really interesting to do some sort of, like, pen pal with someone like this that sounds wrong but i just i i want to it but would I don't be think... fascinating How, did you hear about that tiktok trend with the prisoner pen pal yeah site? i just didn't know if it was like for real it or is. if it was reliable no so um they and were, also, I want a murderer, so... They were recently... Yeah, I don't know if you're going to get a murderer. <laughs> but they were recently on TikTok, the popular, the most popular app right now. Literally, billions of active users. Except me. Except for you. <laughs> Bless. Praise. I'm untainted. Um, Had this trend where this person went viral for uploading a video where they were sending... Uh, letters back and forth to a prisoner at a prison using a website that hooks you up with a pen pal that is a prisoner in prison. Um, and it's a little fucked up. Uh, <laughs> like, there on that website, there was people who were arrested for being pedophiles. And really? they were literally pen pals with 16-year-old TikTokers. Um, and that's kind of messed up. Well... I feel like I am old enough to do that, so... <laughs> you get the pass because you're over 21. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wait, that makes me sound so old. Well, I'm 20. You're 21. Mm, let's... No, let's not do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so last time you were on the podcast, we had a very interesting um, segment where we talked about book recommendations. Do you have any new ones since the last time we talked? Um, new book recommendations? I haven't gotten any new true crime ones. Wow, really? Which kind of sucks. That really sucks. But I have a YouTube channel to recommend. Uh, no, actually, you're not allowed to do that. Wait. So anyway, guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, what's your what's your YouTube channel um, you want to recommend? So it may not interest everybody that listens because I know this is like a gaming-geared podcast it's but... called the switch podcast okay thank after you. the nintendo switch a <laughs> video game console but um her name is bailey sarian and basically she does her makeup while she talks about true crime i could care less about the makeup part it's just the true crime that's like and she doesn't just do serial killers she'll do like standalone cases like cassie stoddard um the toy box killer, which he was kind of a serial killer, but that's a controversial case. Um, she's very interesting. I highly recommend her for the true crime content because it's very detailed. The videos are almost always 45 minutes or longer. It's a good channel. 
Okay. So Very for maybe for the ladies, I don't know. Anybody can be into makeup. I'm not into the makeup though. Well, look at James Charles and Jeffree Star. Anybody I can know. be into makeup. They're really good at that stuff. They are really, really good at that stuff. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, if you guys want a really cool guy to watch on YouTube, watch me, uh, youtube.com forward slash Hyrulean. I upload videos once every four years. <laughs> um, I do actually have something serial killer recommended, re related to recommend. Ooh. Um, this holiday season, Halloween holiday season, <laughs> I should specify. If you're feeling in the mood for some spooks, um, remember that in the previous years, games like the Friday the 13th game have released. There's always Dead by Daylight, um, stuff like that. Uh, and those games are all games where one player plays as a serial killer and four other people play as like uh, these survivors, they're called. And basically they were kidnapped by the serial killer and their goal is to complete objectives to escape. Um, and each game has you play as different serial killers or different survivors. And the Friday the 13th one, which came out a couple of years ago, is considered probably one of the most gruesome and violent video games ever released. Um, so definitely check that one out. Pretty awesome. Uh, you literally play as... One player plays as Jason Voorhees and... The rest play as survivors, and you're going around the camp, and you have to collect, like, tools and fix a phone so you can call the cops. Oh, gosh. And one player is Jason Voorhees and goes around. Do you know that game? Does it have Michael Myers? Michael Myers. My, you know Michael Myers, the mask, the blue jumpsuit. Is that what Friday the 13th is? No, Friday the 13th isn't that... Friday the 13th uh, is Jason Voorhees, right? Friday the 13th? Yeah. I have no clue what that one is. I'm pretty sure that's right. But You're making me second guess now. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm talking about Michael Myers. Friday the 13th. Because Michael Myers is Friday truly... The is a 1980 movie directed by Sean S. Cunningham, starring Kevin Bacon, Adrian King, and... Kevin Bacon, wow. Young Kevin Bacon. Young Kevin Bacon? Mm-hmm. Dang. Um, brutal killer. Who is the killer in Friday the 13th? Pamela Sue Voorhees. Yeah, Jason <laughs> Voorhees. The killer, Pamela Sue Voorhees, whose 11-year-old son, Jason, allegedly drowned while swimming at the camp in 1957. Yeah. See, I've never seen Mike Myers. I feel like Mike Myers has a video game, too. I'm not sure, um, though. Was there some connection that you wanted to share? Oh, because it's just the iconic, like, Halloween movies. When when I think of Halloween, it's Friday the 13th movies, which uh -huh. I have somehow never seen. Um, the Freddy Krueger movies, which I've seen, like, a few of those. And then the Michael Myers movies. And Michael Myers, like, the music. Yeah, like, you get it. <laughs> what I would recommend for some Halloween movies as well, um, all of the stuff by Jordan Peele. Excellent. Oh, yes. Um, Get Out, of course. The they first really one. are like good Halloween movies. Um, the other one, what's it called? Us. Us. Very Us. good. Very creepy. Very creepy. I still sometimes wake up at night and I think, like, oh my god, they're coming. As well as uh, Midsummer, which I recently watched. <sighs> that one is horror, right? Technically. Um, it's more I like cult. It's more of a cult film. Yeah. But it's definitely a good film It'll for... It'll give you some creeps. Uh, ...getting creeped out. If you can handle... I, I don't want to spoil anything. If you can handle some gruesome and grisly stuff, uh, Hereditary and oh Midsummer are both released by uh, the same director. I... And they're very interesting. I just have to say that Hereditary, I... It's been almost a year since we've watched it. I will never watch it again. I don't know why, but it's one movie that freaked me out. I still like, I still see images of it. I still hear like the music. It's very, very creepy. Very creepy. Yeah, for sure. I really like that one. Um, it was <sighs> creepy. Yes. And so was Midsummer, but I like them both. And that director, if he releases anything else, you know I'm gonna be watching it right away. Mm -hmm. Midsummer is actually loosely based on an older film too. Uh, starring Christopher Lee named Wicker Man. Um, so if you want another, like an older film to watch and you like Christopher Lee, Wicker Man is a good one to listen 
slash watch to, I guess. Um, otherwise, recently, uh, this is like a miniature game recommendation segment, even though I'm not doing the intro, and I've only played like a couple hours of this game. Um, but in previous Hyruleweens, I've played through parts of Outlast, of course, but this year, on my own, I'm playing Resident Evil 2. Um, which it's the remake which came out in 2019. I've never actually played any of the Resident Evil games. I own a couple of them, but I never got around to playing them. And so far, Resident Evil 2 has been very interesting. So if you want a horror game to play that's not that doesn't require friends, because if you're like me, you probably don't have very many friends to play horror games with, um, then definitely check out Resi 2 Remake. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other horror games that are like really standout-ish. Oh, I can give a horror game recommendation. Oh, yeah? So, hear me out. Okay. Cookie Jam. Oh, God, so, here we go again. So, basically, no. it can be pretty horror-ish when you match like... Horror-ish? Horror-ish. <laughs> Horror-or-or. <laughs> when, <laughs> when you match like two cakes okay. together and the whole screen explodes jump scare am i right it's a really good game <laughs> okay so cookie jam aside uh for vr i also recommend if you want a spooky game to play half-life alex which i have a whole episode on is actually very creepy at parts um and is probably the scaredest i've ever been in a video game because i've come face-to-face -face with an eight-foot monster in that game who literally grabs you and, like, fucking slams you into the wall, and it's really scary. Is it the Alaskan bullworm? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about this, or this, or this. Um, but, yeah, if you guys want to hear more spooky stories and shit, um, definitely check out the next episode. I'm going to sit my girlfriend down and I'm going to make it so she can't sleep for like three weeks because she's going to be so scared. No. Um, and I'm going to compile some of my classic favorites of creepypastas and we're really going to uh, sit down and have an old rigmarole. <laughs> I um, used to be able to handle horror fine. Oh, I'm going to scare you shit, but It's going to be great. That was a long time ago. Nowadays, I can't. I can't. I get scared really easily now. Like, I can just read those short horror stories on Reddit, and I'm like, oh Hey, my gosh. watch Halloween Town 2, guys. Oh, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I <laughs> particularly like Halloween Town 3 because they go to this guy's house and they just clean his house during part of the movie. I've not seen the third one, <laughs> I've seen the first two. Don't. The first <laughs> no. two are the only ones really worth watching. <laughs> The first one's iconic because it's like got that iconic song, you know, like the <laughs> I'm gonna say a title and I don't know if it's actually real or if I'm just like imagining it, but was there a movie called Mostly Ghostly Who Let the Ghosts Out? I believe so. Because I feel like I very vividly remember it. Mostly Ghostly Who Let the Ghosts Out. Yes. The 2008 film, um, Beef by R.L. Stein. Okay, yeah. See, I I thought I had seen it before. Um, it looks weird. It has uh, no rating. <laughs> no. Literally, it's unrated. Uh, so check out mostly ghostly who let the ghosts out. Apparently, <laughs> um, and that reminds me too. A lot of people don't know this. But there's actually a spin-off of Goosebumps that's for mature, more mature audiences. It's called R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour. Oh, you told me about that. R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour genuinely has some scary episodes. Like, they're scary scary. So if you want to see something really cool, check out R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour. It's a little more adult than Goosebumps. Not by much. It's still really cheesy and lighthearted, but R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour is definitely interesting. There was this episode where... They, the first episode, they go to this factory that makes realistic life, like, doll recreations of the kid. And it's like a birthday gift. They get to go and, like, make their own doll that looks just like them. And the doll comes to life and takes over her life. And that fucking gave me nightmares as a kid like no other. The you don't mess around with dolls. Have no. you seen Chucky? Yeah. Yeah, no. Have you seen Chucky's cheese? <laughs> yeah. Literally, those tunnels are like the only place you can escape him. 
but either way, uh, folks, thank you for listening to the Spooky Switched podcast this wonderful Hyruleween evening. Um, this has been me, your spirit guide, Hyrulean, and my lovely serial killer assistant, Riley. Um, you have any final thoughts or opinions to throw in before I send them off into um, the spooky beyond? Basically, my last comment is going to be, you never know. Oh, okay. That's you... all we... No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What, what did you think I was going to say? No, I'm just I was kidding. just going to say, you never know who you're sitting next to. That's creepy, right? Because That's kind of like those jokes about school shootings where it's like, no, hey, no, don't no. go to school tomorrow. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm talking about serial killers. Like, you never know who you're sitting next to. Um, she says that as I'm sitting next to her, guys. I'm not a serial killer. You didn't sound very convincing <laughs> just How now. How do I convince you? You can't. But I am not. Seven slithery snakes slithered slitheringly slitherin'.